I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Caitlin McKinnon. This is episode... 138. 138. I wrote it down. It's inner notebook. It is. No second guessing this week. Nope. On top of it. I am. If you Mostly. Like, <laughs> if you'd like to go... Quit, quit tapping shit. <laughs> if you'd like to go back and listen to any of our other 137 yeah, episodes couple ways you can do that you can go to soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod it's where the show lives we just hang out there we're getting a little colder so we're a little more a little more short on the stoop yeah a little more mean mugging blowing frosty breath into our hands trying to warm it up doing that little hop we out there like, we do. <sighs> rubbing, our, rubbing our hands together we're setting something on fire to get warm some people walk by and say cold enough for you and we throw sticks at them yeah because that's stupid stupid if you ever say that to somebody you deserve to have your ass removed <laughs> specifically your ass specifically your ass oh okay i believe that's a reference to a clint eastwood charlie sheen movie the name of which i cannot remember and it was referencing a color of car oh anyone who has a car that painted that color deserves to have their ass removed well i might have to look that up later and there's things that have rattled around in the sieve of my brain for 30 years I love when random bits just surface. It's all I have in there, friends. <laughs> and going back and listening to all of our episodes on SoundCloud is a good way to hear some of them. If you don't want to put in that level of work. Because it is cold and you have places to be and things to do. Like, listen, you're like, I'm not going down to Von Mills or the Eaton Center. Or Yorkdale. Or the Pacific Mall. No. I'm parking my ass. I'm hitting up online shopping. I'm getting all this Christmas done from the comfort of my couch. I don't blame you. No, Caitlin McKinnon does the same thing. Jordan Ferguson does the same thing too, provided he can trust Canada Post this year. The socialist in me supports their right to fair collective bargaining, but the capitalist and only <laughs> child in me wants my shit now. It's okay. Prime will get it to you. I'm sure. Ah, Prime will get it to me on the backs of their slave wage workers. Also robots. Thank you, capitalism. If you are like us and just want things brought to you, we have a way you can do that as well. If you're at SoundCloud and you see a button that says subscribe, it's going to take you to Apple Podcasts. It doesn't have to be Apple Podcasts. No, it can be all kinds of shit. It can be Google Podcasts. It can be Stitcher or Blinger or whatever. If you got a thing yeah. that you use to listen to things... Then, other podcasts, perhaps. Then we will be on that thing. If you see a magnifying glass on there... Tap that magnifying glass. Put in Geek Down. We're probably going to show up. I can't think of a, any service that we wouldn't be on at this point. No, you can even just Google us. I'm sure we'll come up. We will come up. And if you follow us on your service of choice, that means from that point on, every week, Santa ain't the only motherfucker packing a sack. Your man's. Chance. Frostilicus. The third. Troisième. <laughs> Sliding through on the back of a rainbow main Pegasus unicorn named Philip. I just, wish I could do a nay, but I'm not very good at sounds. Mm, you're really not. No. Just, just dunking 
new episodes of the Geek Down directly into your device. Yeah, they're just clip clopping away. 360, behind the back, backboard breaking, kablam. Doing something with under the legs. The under the leg one's good, yeah. Yeah, and just rolling off the shoulders. Sports. Chauncey, like hip checks it to, <laughs> to Philip, who, who uses his, his, what do they call it? Snout? What do horses have? Beak. <laughs> his horse beak. His horse beak. It flips it back to Chauncey. Chauncey dunks it into your ear hole. New episode. Bam. For dead ass. Yeah. Kate? Yeah. I'm exhausted again. And why is that, Jordan? I just keep working all the time. Oh, it's that work thing, huh? It's the holidays. <laughs> it's the most kiss my fucking ass. <laughs> uh, being in retail for many years, I understand Jordan's pain because... Holidays. Actually, I really liked the holidays, but you always got at least one awful person that just made you feel horrible about yourself. I'm not even really in retail when I don't deal with customers. No. Bless. Uh, and also, major Canadian retailer didn't want any more complaints. Oh. I, woman, I never, nobody ever complained about me. No, it said something about like that gentleman who didn't even crack a bit of a smile and was cold. Towards me. Couldn't help me find my book. I no. add joy, motherfuckers. Do you? That's what I do. Oh, okay. I was adding joy just the other week. Had a whole two hours on the floor while we were open. <gasps> really? Finding shit for people. <gasps> That's amazing. Just out there. Finding your shit. And how was that? Awful. <laughs> Wanted it over and done. I did sell a guy a turntable, so. That's cool. That was fun, though. Yeah. Uh, so you do not, though, do this most often? No. No. I deal with the shit that arrives to major Canadian retailer and make sure it gets out onto the floor. And you will surprise no one to learn that at this time of year, there's so much more stuff. stuff. Have I told you what, what the hot toy of the year is? Uh, have it, we discussed this on the show? It, we have. And I was horrified. Did we actually do on mic or off mic? I don't remember. I'm sure we did on mic, but hey, for those of you who haven't heard it. It's a unicorn. It's an anthropomorphic unicorn that looks like a trailer park stripper and drinks a frappuccino and shits rainbow slime. Yeah. It shits its pants and fills it with rainbow slime. Did not know that the way to like refill it, should you want it to shit again, is to make the unicorn doll eat you just got to shove it into its mouth. That's vile. So now I just want, wish I had been at the pitch meeting for this or just, you know, watch this. Unfold. This, deve- you know, this toy developer who'd been at the company for years and was just like, one one day, one day I'm going to figure it out. One day I'm going to find the toy of the season. You know, one year he watched Steve deliver Furby. Right. And Steve was the hero. And, and the then next... and Marjorie delivered Webkins. Yes. And then and then Jared brought in Hatchimals. Oh. He's like, fuck, one year one year it's finally gonna be gonna be my year. And then somebody sent him decades after the fact a link to two girls, one cup. And he was like, Poop, but rainbows. And slime. Kids love the slime. Kids love slime, kids love rainbows, kids love unicorns. And do kids also love Trashy hookers from trailer parks? <laughs> Apparently, because we can't keep them shits on the shelf. Right, we did talk about this because I said it was sad for huma- humanity when Pooey Putan, the accompanying yes. set, started coming in. 
friends, I got friends out there with daughters. Listen, I love you. I love your children. If you're buying your daughters pooey putan, no matter how much they want it, just hold your children to a higher standard, please. Buy them a puggle. A puzzle or a puggle? A puzzle. I don't know what a puggle is, but that's the new toy of the season. <laughs> Next year. That's an actual pug and poodle, I think. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, buy them a puzzle. Well, I... Okay, we're going to talk about this a little bit later. About, oh, my God. About presents we did not receive as children and have affected us in our adulthood. But I just mean, like, there's so many other things that are out there that you could buy them. Like puzzles or pants or p- pants. My mother's very been very fixated this year about my implied need for pants. I never said this, but apparently, like, she just has this vibe that you need pants. Like, we know that like Christmas is my re-up season, right? Yeah. Like that's when whew, the new underwear comes in, the new undershirts come in. Of course, mm. that's what Christmas is for. Love it, just kicking up on undergarments. This is how children and adults really differ. And how much they love or dislike getting underwear and socks. Y'all, I cannot tell you the last time I bought clothes for myself. Yeah. It's usually just that Christmas re-up from the folks. That That is the same with senior correspondent Chris. However, I myself buy my own clothes. Because <laughs> my mother was... At one point, I made her swear she would never try and buy me clothing ever again. <laughs> yeah. Well. There was maybe a couple of horrible sweaters. Take that, Linda. I, I know this cut stems from the fact that, like, my mother has to get... Uh, some dental work done. Right. And it was probably going to be pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. I think they got the estimate for what it was going to cost and not knowing what insurance was going to cover, because as Kate and I have mentioned on this show many times before, dental is not covered in our socialist utopia. No, it is not. And apparently, even though in my experience in small, small towny dentistry, they were just happy to like take the word of your insurer. Mm -hmm. Not in this case. No. They want that money up front. So, mom was trying to, like, early out soften the blow that, like, Christmas might not just be a nice visit this year. You know, we don't know how much insurance is going to cover this type of thing. And then I think she got that e- email from Old Navy. Right. That, like... 50% off everything? <laughs> pants were half off. <laughs> so, no, because Old Navy started with pants. And then it went ah. to, like, like for the whole week. Right. It was, like, pants, outerwear, pajama pants. But the first day was pants. Just do you need pants? Do you need pants? Do, you do need, your kids need pants? What size? What style? What wash? What length? <laughs> like I'm I'm on my way to work. I will tell you when I get there. And it was like after midnight by the time I told her. <laughs> so I can't find that size. Well, no, you have to go to the fat boy ghetto and <laughs> find them there. <laughs> Gotta find the pants. Gotta get pants. Gotta get pants. Um pants are good. Um, I, so we're going to start talking about it now. <laughs> I didn't ever get board games. I was never <laughs> given any board games. And you have carried the shame with you for... Well, now I'm obsessed with them and love them and make everyone play them with me. Except for Monopoly, which is a piece of shit and ruins relationships. What about Monopoly Cheaters Edition? No. The only Monopoly that is allowed is Monopoly Deal, which is actually a pretty good game. You bring Monopoly into my house, and I cut you. I don't know if it's a joke or not. Apparently, it does exist on, like, American Walmart is the Monopoly Millennial Edition, which is, like, the rules are totally different because it's, like, you're never going to own property anyway. So, they just changed the rules to it and called the Monopoly Millennial Edition. 
that's kind of amazing. But it's still a terrible game, and you're terrible if you like well, it. What are you rocking, kid? You got some heavy euros over there? What? Heavy euros? Board games that take like three hours to play? No, no, no. No, I'm talking things, cool things. We're just going to get into it now. Netrunner? Net what? Deck building games. Oh, son, I listen to podcasts with dudes who are you ain't you ain't no board gamer. We talking about board gamers. Fake gamer girl over here. <gasps> okay. Okay, let's get into this. First of all Pandemic Legacy, what are you rocking? First of over all, there? the best game of the last I don't know how many years, I don't know how long it's been out. Candyland. Mysterium. Did Maddie like that one? I think Maddie liked that. Gloomhaven was the one Maddie really liked. I remember that one. Don't give a shit. Mysterium. <laughs> it is the best game out there. I am the best ghost ever. It's a cooperative game. I am Lots the best. Of fun. I am the best ghost ever. It's part of the game. You're a go. It's basically Clue, but one of the players is a ghost who has to like help the detectives figure out who it was, where it was done, and what the murder weapon was. But you can only give them dream cards because they're all the detectives are all mediums, and they're like super abstract. I'm amazing amazing at that game <laughs> anyways um so it's phenomenal yesterday uh evening uh lovely senior correspondent chris took me out to uh gameopolis in hamilton which is our little game cafe and <laughs> is that the bootleg snakes and lattes no no it's i mean it, it was definitely after snakes and lattes mm. the first um in toronto but it's it's a very nice cafe they have vegan ice cream so Stuff. Wow! Yeah, um, and we played Blockus, which is just classic. Um, we played Timelines, which is another great one. Oh, is that the one where you get cultural items and you have to put them in order? Um, that or it'll be order. like scientific discoveries. Yeah, and yeah. You have to put in historical order. Yeah, that's a good one. I played um, that one before. Yeah, that's, that's fun. And finally, uh, on the suggestion of the staff, we played a game called Star Realms. It's a deck builder game. It is easier than any other deck builder game I've learned. Like, Dominion takes a little while. The first game, you're just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. This one was pretty easy, especially if you've done deck builder games before. It's pretty easy to learn, and it was tons of fun. And I won. Yay! Go, Caitlin. I can do my own sound effects. Right, Jordan? (laughs) So, yeah. Um, So... Really, what I needed more in my life were, uh, were games, and I didn't have them, and now I'm, like, obsessed with them. I want to play them all the time. But, Kate. Yeah. Games usually require, like, two to four people, right? Yeah. And I believe that young Caitlin McKinnon had two to four people to play board games with. Okay, you know what? Shut your face. The only game I got, I got when I was, like, five, and it was Pretty Pretty Princess, and I played it once because all those people were there for my birthday and then never played it again because oh, oh. <laughs> there's oh. no one else to play it. And I just played with the jewelry and the crown and pretended I was pretty, pretty princess. That's, I feel bad now. The chubbiest princess in the land. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ate some cookies to feel better. Princess pudding. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I probably didn't have enough friends to play board games, but... <laughs> Still, they could have encouraged that in me. Are board games your records? Is where you're going to stunt with board games? Oh, God, Board games no. for the crib? No, because board games were really expensive. Yeah. And um, I, can't, I can't do that. 
The only board game I ever felt like an urge to like want to buy mm-hmm. was, and this is such a weird statement that's about to come out of my mouth. All right. Walking Dead Risk. Huh. It was Risk. Yeah. But then like the zombies were not played by anything. They were just chaos that would pop up. Yeah. As you went along. It's like, oh, suddenly there are zombies here. Fun. So you'd be like playing the other players and then suddenly zombies might turn up. Right. Like every round you had to like roll a pull, zombie roll die. for zombie. Yeah. Roll a zombie die or pull a zombie card. And this is now, you know, this area of the map has got an infestation of this many zombies. And it's like, well, right. fuck. Yeah. I'm not already lost, you know, a third of my forces fending off humans. And now zombies popped up behind me and I have to fight them too. Like, well, it's not good, but oddly, oddly fun. The only time I've ever been like, I might want to buy a board game. And I didn't. But <laughs> but then I have to say, Jordan, how many people can you fit in this apartment? Oh, this was pre. This was pre. This apartment. Oh, yeah. I was this like, where, was pre. Where were you going to put this game? You talking about? It? I got enough table space here for like a person. So on your own. With a person. Oh, I mean with. Oh, I see. So two people. Yes. Okay. So I'll just if I'm going to get you a game, it should be a two person game. One more person than Princess Puddinghead. Wow. Wow, that's that's a really deep cut. That's like I'm bleeding out. You're not bleeding out. You're fine. Yeah, I'm totally fine. No. I had cookies. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need puzzles. I have cookies. <laughs> I don't need friends. I got junk food. Well, since we're talking about games, friends, if you don't follow me on Twitter, you are not aware of the like just madness that was my week this week. Oh my god! <laughs> playing the continuing adventures of Love Live School Idol Festival. Uh, which what started as a fun, fun experiment to reacquaint myself with the rhythm games for a project I was working on has turned into, Oh God, I don't know. Sleep what. deprivation. It's turned into it's sleep deprivation. Sleep. I was like, go. It was when I was clearly, you know, up too long and should have been sleeping. And Caitlin was like, stop playing red dead. And I said, Kate, I'm not playing red. Red dead's not the issue. And she said, Oh my God, you are playing. And this is now what the game is just called in general. She said, Oh God, it's pop girls, Japan, sparkle rainbow beat. Isn't it? <laughs> Which is what I think the game definitely should be called. So the issue this week has been, I'm tr- I've, I've been basically spending all day trying to find a way to explain this succinctly. Right. Okay. Let's see it. But I am, it may not happen. Like most of these games. Yeah. It's a rhythm game, but the hook is it's based around a anime property about idol groups. Yes. Nine member idol groups. So before you do the songs where you tap the little like notes or whatever. Can I tell them? Tell them what? So about the name of the music group? Oh. Um, well, there are two. My preferred one is Muse. It's it's Muse. And there were nine Muses. That is actually mentioned in the anime. I didn't know that. Oh, there you go. My best girl is the one who named them, actually. Oh, for that For that reason. Great. Um, so, yes, nine member groups. And throughout the property and in the game, there are, like, two nine-member groups who each have three members per Japanese high school year. Right. So there's three first years, three second years, three third years. Formula has been the same for each of those. And then there's like a third school that's just like in the game, but they're like, you know, your cannon fodder common cards. Cause basically right. you're building your teams as your team is better, rare cards, better stats. The game gets easier to play, right? They have skills that will either boost your score. So you can get a higher score. They have skills that will recoup your stamina. Right. So you even if, even if you can't, even if you're just shitting the bed on a song completely, if you have a team built that's like 
high on stamina recoup doesn't matter because mm-hmm. every like 15 notes is just going to keep refilling your stamina as you go. This is the impetus to like keep pulling, keep grinding for the premium currency. Every five gems gets you a card. Right. No, no one ever solo YOLOs, as they say. Never, never spend for five. Right. You want to build up to 50 because then you get 11 pulls. Ooh. 11 pulls for the price of 10. What I always get roped into is the step up scout. Right. Which is where they start giving you deals. And this is what they have right now. Uh-oh. Where every grade for every group has a step up deal. Oh, God. First step, 11 pulls for 10 gems. Mm-hmm. Second step, 11 pulls for 20 gems with a guaranteed super rare or higher. Ooh. Next step, 30 gems, no guarantee. Fourth step, 40 gems. Is there a guarantee on that one? Maybe not. Maybe two. Step four gives you two super rare or higher. Ooh. Fifth gives you three. That's 50 gems. The regular price gives you three rares and the drop rates are higher. Cause like it goes like, so it just gets better and better. It gets, gets better and better. And my hook was, you know, I, I, I was kind of in the middle because if you did all the steps, it's probably going to cost you about 150 gems. And grinding for gems is not the easiest thing in the world. Right. Because even though I have spent money on this game, I spent like $10 total on this game. Okay. I'm not spending the level of money that would enable me to go through all these steps right. quickly. Mm-hmm. Generally, the way you grind for gems is you like max level your cards. It's faster to do with the common cards, the cannon fodder cards. Mm-hmm. I don't have any of those right now. <laughs> right. Because I keep getting doubles. Like I've, I've been playing the game long enough that I get doubles. I don't have any new ones to max out. You only get a gem when you max out one the first time. Right. And once you do it, you use them to level up your other cards. So it was like, do I just stay in my lane with my best girls and keep like feeding into, you know, 10, 20, 30 gems? Like would I take that 30 gems to just keep working the lane on like my best girls? Or I take that 30 gems and spread it out? Oh, that was the math. There's a lot of math and like strategy here. Friends, I can't claim business expenses on my taxes, <laughs> but the fucking three dimensional chess I was doing to try to figure out like, well, I'm my own home. If I take 10 gems on, you know, first year aqua and for, and second year muse, that gets me like 22 poles for like 20 gems. That's yeah. like. So that's ultimately what I did. I kind of half-assed it. I went the first three steps on my best girls, got like nothing. Right. Then I went first pull on the second years, which was my next favorite characters. And then, meh, meh. Got like some super, super rares, but nothing great. And then at the time, my last like 10 gems, I had uh, had my homie pops at work pull for it. Blam. Ultra. Ooh. First time, got the ultra. Ultra. And then I switched to the other group that I don't like that much and yeah. picked like, uh, these ones are kind of the best I get. And then we spend 10. Another ultra. <gasps> There's one more year slash group that I can get, spend 10 on for 11 poles. And I'm down to the wire because I think this event ends t- tomorrow. <sighs> this I is really like... I can't, I can't stop, Kate. So invested in this. It's just gambling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> it's this or slot machines. Yeah. So. That's what, okay, so... Uh, Actually, fuck, hold on. That's not time yet. Maybe by, before the episode's over, yeah. it, the day may have reset on this. Oh. So I might it's get... It's going to be like, Caitlin, get the fuck out. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll do it together. Oh, I may, I may oh, get a free... Excited. I may get... Uh, they've also been doing a thing where because it's they're celebrating 45 million players. Wow. 
45 million people. 45 million? Downloads. Like, that's what they've logged. That's how much this game has logged. still... And it's been out for, like, six years. Like, I'm a fucking noob. Like, people have been at this forever. Um, Kate, I'm on Reddit about this game. Wow. I am on Reddit for this stupid game. Um... So senior correspondent Chris, who still work in the video game industry, mm-hmm. and he one of the reasons he left, he's like, it's just gambling. I'm just teaching children to gamble. Yeah, it's just it's just slot machines. Yeah, I'm just getting them addicted. Listen, there's a. They've also been giving out like you know daily sale packs. Okay. For, the, for like real money, was Jordan definitely thinking? Let's see what the grocery bill turns out to be, because I didn't want to dip below a certain amount before yeah. payday. Yeah. I was like, let's see how the grocery bill turns out to be. It's on the borderline. I could spend thirteen dollars for this. You're no. Yeah, probably already, not. You've already spent ten. Probably not. Don't get sucked in. I spent ten like months ago though. Like, don't do, don't do this don't stupid. Do what Donnie don't does. <laughs> this stupid Sim City building. Yeah. <laughs> Did you spend real money on Sim City building? I got a gift card though. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I should ask, and I know, I just know, because Christmas is coming. Yeah, they're gonna start. Just rolling out the freebies and for Christmas. And I, I spent that gift card real quick. I was going to spend it on books. <laughs> Did not go to books. Went to SimCity Building. Went to Lump Timber. <laughs> I, had, I had to delete it off my device because all I was doing was playing SimCity Build It. That's basically... I, had, <laughs> I was at work last night and I had a friend slash co-worker who like only works on Saturdays now. Yeah. She got another job and she mm-hmm. does the occasional Saturday. And definitely like when you hit the mark, it plays like a tambourine chime. Yeah. <laughs> like I, said, I usually play this game with headphones, but I just said fuck it and was playing it with the sound on. Mm-hmm. And I can just hear off to the side, what is he doing? <laughs> all, all they see is me like furiously tapping with like tambourine noises coming out. <laughs> and you know, when a skill triggers... <laughs> Some girl going like, a Segoy! Like, yelling off to the side. It literally sounds like Princess Robot Bubblegum. Like, yeah. Or Laser Beam Rainbow Cat, whatever. Cat Japan. Cat Japan, whatever. Girl sparkle. Whatever. <laughs> sparkle Rainbow Cat Japan. Oh, uh, Kaim's going to send me so many memes based on that title <laughs> this week. So, yeah. That's, that's the gaming update. Um... Also, hmm. speaking of things that have lots of rainbows, <laughs> segue just. I watched all the Shira. Got through all the Shira. Yeah, I did. When we previously mentioned Shira, Kayam was like, "Oh my god, Shira!" Jordan was eh, Shira. Yeah, which we suspected meant Caitlin was going to be. <laughs> we suspected that one Jordan eh, Shira would equal one Caitlin. Oh my god, Shira! <laughs> It was it was delightful. It was delightful. 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 It was lovely. It was it's a kid show, but it was lovely. Uh, my only take at the time was that I thought it was a little slow going early on, but had faith that once they started bouncing around and meeting other characters, it mm-hmm. was going to pick up. Fair assessment, or yeah, yeah, pretty fair assessment. I did think it was too slow, but um, again, I, I don't watch these things very seriously. Mm. Um, if I keep going, will I get an explanation on how they're retconning her origins in a He-Manless world? Um, no, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. They're, that's definitely something that they're leaving to like next season or maybe even the season after. You get like a glimmer of stuff, like her as a baby 
for like a couple seconds. Um, and I had not remembered. I knew that He-Man, like we just spoke about, um, had something to do with Shira's arrival into that universe yes. um, in the original series. So I actually went back and watched that episode. Mm. Um, they did a really good job. They they left a lot of lore in, which I thought was great. Um, I Even have those say, robot things kind of reminded me of the sorceress from they kind of had that yeah look. They have like a bird, like they had a point on their heads that kind of looked mm-hmm. like her old uh, her old bird headdress thing. Bird headdress, yeah. So it was really interesting. Um, they did a great job making the the characters more filled out. Mm. Loved Glimmer. Loved Bo. Bo was just like the best character. Um, it's good head on his shoulders, that Bo. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I liked all the princesses. They all grow on you quite a bit. Uh, yeah, it was good times. Good times for Shira. Yeah. Hardy Recco from Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Um, then I always have to, whenever I tell someone I like someone, I do have to tell them again because I feel like maybe they haven't heard it the first time. It is a kid show. <laughs> I am watching a kid's cartoon. Um, it's a show for children. Yes. This is, uh, there's twofold to this. One, I enjoy this stuff. It's lighthearted. It's fun. It makes me think that the world uh, is going to be brighter in the future um and on the other flip side this is why i get so angry when people have takes stop it with the takes it's a kid's show you can do a little take you can be like this is the overall thoughts on shira for a new generation you don't have have to have like six articles about shira god people are nuts caitlin she's less fuckable now and that's a problem is that one of the takes it's a pro- i'm sure it is I'm sure that's definitely it's, at the heart of one of the critiques. It's a take probably on a place I would not go. Probably. What are the takes you're seeing on places you do go? Oh, just stuff like, um, does Shira match up? Uh, let's talk about like this part of Shira. Um, what about representation? One take was like, Shira's great, but um, Steven Universe did much of it first. And I'm like, what? Who cares? What? What? Anyways, you can have both. You can have both, especially if you're eight. You can have Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. You can have Steven Universe and Shira. This is the world we live in. We have choices. And you don't have to pick one. No. You can have both. You have all the choices. I you can buy cookies and chips, and I do often. <laughs> because we're adults and we don't know how to adult. <laughs> it's great. Um,. One thing I haven't brought up on the show recently, but I have been keeping mild attention to, mm-hmm. is uh, Zombieland Saga. Oh, yeah. I've still kind of been checking back in on that here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, shockwaves sent through fandom this week. Mild spoilers for Zombieland Saga. Shockwaves? Uh, Lily, the yeah. youngest one. Yeah. Zombieland Saga was the show about a dude who, for some reason, built a super group of idols. That are zombies. That are zombies. Um, from different eras, one of which is a young girl named Lily, who apparently was born a boy and is trans. Oh. His name was Masao, and he's like, that ain't my name. My name's Lily. Like, which, leads, again, which leads to, you know, all the, like, apparently a lot of anime fans think that, like, trans people just, like, don't exist in Japan. So, like, it can't possibly be a thing. And it's all the, you know, Western SJWs putting their stuff onto You can't see my anime. face. You, you know what it looks like. <laughs> You know what the face looks like. Um, trans people are everywhere. Yep. yep. <laughs> they exist. I'm sorry. I don't know how to tell you that. Any, just... any more simply. 
People just are, have a lot of problems. And uh, they can be an anime, too. Yep. It happens. They can be anywhere. So, um, apparently, Studio Mappa, who also did Yuri on Ice, and now this show, is maybe just like the future of anime, and we should just watch every show that they do. Yeah. I like that. I, that was very well wrapped up. A little <laughs> bow on top there. And the only other thing I've been watching is, apparently, I just decided to spend an hour today watching uh, highlight reels from seasons of the Graham Norton show. Oh, I love the Graham Norton show. <laughs> it's my fun times. It's my British fun times. The, the typical British talk, you know, the... the platonic ideal of the british talk show where a guy just has every you know if you thought james corden was like unique by having them all come out at once like yeah. no that's no. the that's the that's the graham norton model and i think it's just the british talk show model in general right there's not like yeah sometimes i talk some... to you and then you leave and someone else comes out it's like no we're just all having a chat oh yeah thing. yeah because that makes it funnier because when you get lots of funny people in the room it's good times definitely there was a moment where i i'm sure if i showed caitlin this woman she would go of course that's the lady, whoever, I have no idea who it is, but she did say she was a ch- when she was younger, she met Laurence Olivier coming out of a theater oh. looking for autographs, and she said she creamed in her knickers. Yes, uh, that is, oh, I can't remember her name, but she played um, the herbology teacher in Harry Potter and has been in tons of different British stuff. Creamed in her knickers. Yeah. Matthew Perry was very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh... I love when Americans are on that show. Who the hell was doing the impersonation of Graham? Tom Hiddleston, I think, okay. maybe. He's doing an impersonation of him. So you've never been on the show before. <laughs> um, also having Benedict Cumberbatch. Just leave it in. Having Benedict Cumberbatch. While discussing his fans decided he bears a resemblance to an otter. Yeah. Having him recreate otter, otter photos. Oh, so good. Including one with a giant teddy bear. Um, also, uh, I think one of his, his first appearances on the show, he talks about the horrible nicknames he had as a child. Mm. Um, and his favorite was, uh, bend over, come on my back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good times. I still say it's not mine, but it's the default one. I always go to boodle snoot cabbage patches. <laughs> it's always, always my favorite. Uh. Anyway, YouTube is weird. It is weird. I don't know why they thought I wanted to watch Graham Norton highlights, but they did. It probably has something to do with me. And thank you, <laughs> YouTube, because I watched like seven, seven of them today. Um, I because I was watching that YouTube uh, or that BuzzFeed show Unsolved. Right, it's now giving me every unsolved video <laughs> ever, even the terrible ones with the robot voice. So thanks, YouTube. Also, shouts to YouTube for something that I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the show, but Caitlin actually has brought it to me before are the earworm videos from Vox. Oh yeah. That are, on, that are on YouTube teach you everything about like why all drums in the eighties sounded the same or actually how the guy I wrote about Jay Dilla used his MPC sampler and they're, they're dipping into jazz right now. Mm-hmm. Series of three videos. One of which is on uh, just on the graphic design of jazz label blue notes album covers which is a lot of that one i already knew one thing i knew nothing about was about john coltrane's giant steps yeah and the the, the coltrane um fifths or fifths? something yeah. or no, the jazz fifths or yeah how he used how he modulated fifths and scales and all that stuff and i don't know shit about music theory but um just kind of fascinating to watch and i didn't see it in the comments but the first thing i thought of when i started when the video was over was uh 
Do you know Bad Bad Not Good? Yeah. So they started, they're not really anymore, but they started as kind of like, they went to school for like jazz composition. Mm Mm-hmm. And their first album ended with just an outtake of them sitting around. I think it's the drummer going, fuck giant steps. <laughs> <laughs> just like, like get some new shit, basically. Like yeah. a blame the, the shit's like 60 years old. Like, you know, find something new. It doesn't even matter if you modulate it. Like, <laughs> but right. that was the first time I ever heard giant steps mentioned, actually. Um, but that's a fascinating video. Maybe I'll throw that up on Twitter for people to check out. And yeah. I could. Uh, they do a really good job with the earworms. You can just watch all of those. Like, there's only like 13 of them. I thought there were way more, but I think there the, should be way more. I think the mix of the like they really simplify the music theory for people who don't know it, and they use a lot of really great graphics. Yeah, they're mind. very well produced and yeah. very well put together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, um, I only have one piece of news. Oh, and we're just way out of order. Unlike today, I was going to say, unlike any other episode where we've done news first, I'm just going to save this bobble for the end. A bobble. A bobble. Because we like this bobble. Well, I like this bobble. You thought it was okay. Rebellion, the video game studio, which, right? He's doing a confused face. You're probably doing a confused face. They haven't made a lot. They pro- they have this like sniper game where you can kill Nazis. Anyways, they are the people who own all the 2000 AD property stuff, okay. including Judge Dredd. They've apparently purchased the land or the space to construct a hundred million um, dollar film um, studio, production studio okay. in London um, and are apparently working on getting the Dread TV series off the ground, which is going to be called Judge Dredd uh, Mega City One. And also the Rogue Trooper movie that's apparently also a thing that someone out there might know about. It is not one of the things I know about. <laughs> but I loved the movie Dread that had Carl Urban in it. Um, and Lena Headey and Olivia Olivia Thurlby. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Jordan thought it was okay. It was, a, it was Girl, I think it made my top three that year. Did it? I think so. Well, oh, okay. It was high up there, yeah. All I remember is that you were uh, really excited it was only 90 minutes. Because I love anything that's only 90 minutes. It is a good time. Um, but anyways, I love... It's one of my, like, go-to films... Like when I'm sick, I watch Dread. When I'm sad, I watch Dread. When I need to sit and watch something because I'm sad and I'm sick, I watch Dread. Um, but anyways, I thought that was fascinating that they've kind of like not given it to anyone. They've just made their own studio. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know who is financing them, but... There's a lot of money involved there. I don't know whose it is, but... Yeah. Um, but hopefully everything goes well and we get a Dread series in the next couple of years. That would be exciting. I'd, I'd like that. Kate would like that. I would. Yeah, especially if it has Carl Urban in it. I can still hope, Jordan. I can still hope. Posse Hall of Famer. Yep. Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Well, I'd say that's as good a point as any to take a break and come back and talk about two things that are not 90 minutes. And are terrible. November Crapathon wraps up this week with two of the heaviest hitters I think we could have gone out with. That's true. If you're going to go out, if you're going to put a bow on November Crapathon, just really dig deep. Shit bow. For the, for the, just get wrist deep into the shit and just pull out the finest specimens. And that's what we have for you this week, folks. I'm so excited. Be
welcome back to the show. This is the part of the show where we talk about the things that we've brought each other. And it's our final week of November Crabathon. Hope you enjoyed. enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know it? if we I don't know if we enjoyed it. Oh, we enjoyed it. <laughs> we, we totally we enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. Yeah, absolutely we did. Um however, even though it's November Crabathon, we're not it's, it's not chaos in here. We have rules. You have to have rules. Especially when you're trying to keep the crap contained. If you don't have rules, the crap's just going everywhere. Yeah. It's on the walls. It's on the ceiling. It's not good. It's like having a toddler. Yeah. So we have some rules. The first one being the rule of three, which is the rule that we will watch, read, consume three of the parts, show episodes, chapters. Whatever kind of installment it runs in, we're going to look at three of them. Yeah. Because we want it to have a chance to become itself. Just be nice. Um, however, this week it did not apply because we have some movies on deck. Man, I wish they ran in installments oh, yeah. so long. Uh, the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. We will not talk about the things we've brought each other until we are sitting in front of these microphones. So hard during the crapathon. So hard. This week was a little bit better than last week. <laughs> um, but it was still, there were moments where I just wanted to yell at Jordan on Facebook so badly. The third rule is not really a rule. It's more of just a policy that there will be spoilers, but these movies do, are so Do old. you care? I don't think you should. Do you care? I really fundamentally don't think you should in this case. If you care, you have bigger problems. Yeah. You need to get out more. Go for a nature walk. Go play some games at a game cafe. <laughs> Go play, discover board games. Yeah. Or a puzzle. <laughs> um, so first on deck is Jordan's, what he brought me. So I'll let Jordan introduce that. I I think I thought initially when it was time to send the first annual, maybe. Maybe. November Crapathon off off into the pasture that I was gonna return to what this whole thing started with, which was my discovery that Caitlin had not seen the John Claude Van Damme kickboxing movie Bloodsport. Which may just be saved for next year. <laughs> so I thought I was just gonna return to Bloodsport. And then Pops at work said, Wait, has she ever seen X? I said, well, she must have. She must have. There's no way she didn't see this movie. And I messaged her and I said, have you seen this movie? And Caitlin said, no. And the gifs of glee I sent in response, Mm -hmm. knowing that Caitlin McKinnon had not seen Face Off. To be honest, I was too busy at that age watching The Craft. (laughs) Fair point. Face Off, listeners, do I even need to tell you what it is? It's a 1997 American science fiction, doubt that, Wikipedia, <laughs> action film directed by your man John Woo. Got more action than my man John Woo. Got mad hits like I was Rod Carew. Written by Mike Werb and Michael Colliery and starring, you already know who it is, your boy John Travolta and your man Nikki C. <laughs> Nicholas Cage coming through the coming through the building. Oh man! Do I need to give you a plot synopsis for this movie? This is the movie where John Travolta plays an FBI agent chasing down terrorist Caster Troy, played by Nicholas Cage, and they decide that the best way to get information from Pollux Troy, Caster and Pollux, was that for some deep symbolism? Those Brr. are stars. They're stars if you don't know. They make up Gemini. The best way to try and get information out of Pollux is for 
Travolta's Sean Archer character to pose as Caster. How are they going to do that, Kate? I, that's so weird. I don't know how you're going to do that with makeup. I suppose that's one way. Not very reliable, though. Perhaps, if only there was a way to take his face <laughs> off. <laughs> you have to do the gesture. Friends, you've all seen the movie. You know what gesture I'm doing. And put his face on to Travolta. Yeah. So basically, you get a little Freaky Friday switcheroo where you basically have Nicolas Cage playing John Travolta and John Travolta playing Nicolas Cage. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. You do not have Nicolas Cage playing John Travolta. You have Nicolas Cage playing John Travolta playing Nicolas Cage. It is levels that I that we need to get into. And let's just skip ahead to that point because who cares about the plot? Frankly, Travolta's a fucking bore as a character and the movie does not pick up until the switch happens. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because I started rewatching this movie and went, holy crap, this is worse than I remember it. It was so bad. Being. It was and so I, bad. It's like so like the mar- one of the marquees for like terrible, yeah. terrible action movies. Yeah. Now, this is from John Woo, legendary Hong Kong filmmaker, John Woo. Yeah. So a lot of his telltale. Explosions? <laughs> not explosions, but just like I'm now going to hand Caitlin my phone. Oh, slow motion scenes for no slow, re- slow motion no reason. Focus on the object. Stupid slow motion. I don't know why these things seem to work better when Chow Yun Fat's doing them, but, but it does not work. Here. They do, and this is when John Woo was kind of having his moment. I think this mm-hmm. was the third movie he had done in the Hollywood environment. He had done a movie uh, with Van Damme, yeah, called Hard Target. Van Damme had a fabulous mullet. And then he did the movie Broken Arrow, which I think did rather well and also had Travolta playing a villain. And then he did this. And apparently this was the movie where like the studio was like, no, you're cool. Do your thing. You've done well for us at this point. Yeah. And this movie did do well. This movie did apparently did like like half a billion dollars in global take or so a quarter of a billion dollars wow. in global take for the time for like 97. Um, and then John Woo made Mission Impossible 2 and Hollywood said, okay, we're good, John Woo. Yeah. Back to China for you. Um, so man, <laughs> sorry, that's so, so Hollywood. <laughs> Hope you like doves. Oh my God. Had you seen a John Woo movie before this? No. Oh my God. At least not that I know of. I, maybe if you mentioned something in the future, I might've seen something older. This was not uh, the one. This was not geez. the one to give you. Come back next week when I give her a good John Woo movie. <sighs> okay. So, <sighs> God, um, <laughs> I just, it's just, the acting is just, so, tr- okay, so Nicolas Cage does Nicolas Cage. He does crazy, off-the-wall, bizarre, makes-no-sense character. Like, if you only know Nicolas Cage as a meme. This is, this th- is the it's meme. like, like. This is where it came you, from. You get it. Like, you, yeah. you get Nicolas Cage, if you so, only, even if you only know him as a meme. So then you have John Travolta. Doing actually a great version of this Nicolas Cage character that yes. Nicolas Cage has come up with, which is, again, insane and has weird ways of speaking and body language. And and Travolta, like, nails it. Like, he really does a good job of being this weird character. And then you have Nicolas Cage, as I was saying, Nicolas Cage playing 
the John Travolta character playing trying to be Nicholas trying Cage. to be the Nicholas Cage character, which is so insane. Because Travolta as Nicholas Cage, like that version, like Caster as Sean Archer, yeah, isn't really trying to cover up much. No, no, he's just he's he's riding on the face, and yeah, he can't. He's not. He's not. He's just yeah. being an asshole. He's grabbing asses at work. He's yeah. smoking cigarettes with his daughter. Like yeah. he's he he does not care. Cage as Travolta as Cage is the one who's like trying to yeah juggle yeah. three balls here. So and it's just <laughs> to be like, fair, does not work in the plot of the movie. Oh, it's ridiculous, and it just, <laughs> see through it real quick. But no one does. Like no one really does. His brother did basically initially, but then you know the character lays down some like because he's you know been after Castro oh, for six right. years, yeah, and then he was like, yeah, not knowing that Castro had awoken and taken his face, yes, that was in some sort of solution. Um, also, Colm Fiore was in this, which I always like when Colm Fiore just like shows up and oh, shit. There's a lot of like people just showing up in this movie, yeah. I'm like, hey, look at you. Thomas Jane, looking very not Thomas Jane-like, was yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so anyway, so the acting in this movie is insane. <laughs> it's just insane. Um, the beginning scene has, like, way too much action in it. You feel like you've been, you're in, like, half the halfway point or, like, near the end. <laughs> like, there, there's plane engines going off and everyone's getting murdered and... Oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, the beginning. The beginning, like, first, like, ten minutes is so cringy and gross and, like... God, which part? The... Uh, him, to him talking to the flight attendant? Uh, the... Talking to the Catholic schoolgirl and grabbing her butt and... Right. Oh, right. When he's posing as a priest. Yeah, <laughs> oh and just God. being weird. And then, the, and then the flight attendant and the wanting to suck his tongue. And I'm like, bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> like, I'm just like, it's so gross. Um, yeah, that was not fun watching that. And like all the stuff with the wife and like... Mm. <laughs> Anyways, it was so cringy. Um, acting was crazy. I still can't get over it. Like, it's going to haunt me. Um, the action scenes were okay if just absurd. Like, completely and utterly absurd. I forgot about the boat chase oh. that happens at the end of the movie. Oh, for no reason. Don't get a lot of boat chases anymore. <laughs> hey, you've reached peak boat chase in Face Off. You can't go back. There's a harpoon gun involved. It's a harpoon gun involved. Um... Yeah, like, oh, and the, yeah, so the final, like, well, what starts out as the final battle and moves to the boat chase in the church with the doves and the lighting Oh, the it's the most fucking John Woo thing that ever John Woo, like. But where do those fucking doves come from and why are they in the goddamn church? John Woo. They should not be there. It is, they are gross. They poo everywhere. <laughs> Just glorified pigeons. They are glorified pigeons. Um, so that was great. The, the, like. Uh, Mexican standoff times a thousand that's going on. Yes. That That's absurd. The one thing um, that this movie kind of lacks is the th- a thing that really made John Woo's Hong Kong stuff stand apart, which was kind of like, you know, the bullet ballet type of stuff. Right. He did like, you know, Max Payne exists because Chow Yun-Fat was, you know, jumping across, you know, tea house tables in, yeah. in hard boiled, you know, that type of thing. You get a little bit of that here. But there's not a ton of like the you know 
like you get like one shot of Nicolas Cage as Caster, like you know, grabbing the two golden guns from behind, oh s- s- spinning around in a circle for no reason with a billowing, uh, you know, trench coat type oh of thing. Oh God, the billowing, the slow yeah. motion, the wow. Oh, yeah, so. it, you know what it is? It set up the Matrix in like the the Matrix did. They they. This movie tried to do cool billowing, and the Matrix, Matrix was like, no, 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 no. This is how you do cool billowing. Um, so much slow-mo, though. So much. For no reason. Yeah, it's like really boring things. Like, <laughs> like someone will like just offer someone something it's else. literally... Or- someone hands somebody a floppy disk. Yeah. And first of all, I was like, wow, a floppy disk? He had to put that in a disk drive. Yeah. Um... I think it was a zip drive. I think. It yeah, was. it was. It was. Um, and just the shot of like one person handing a floppy disk to someone else, and like just the slow mo handover. I'm like, yeah. oh my god. And yeah, just random things. I felt the only person I was like had any connection to was Bob. Which one was Bob? He helped him escape from prison. Uh, he was the guy who they like fried his brain and. And he's like, Bob, we're going to escape now. Oh, right. He was he was Andy from True Blood. Yeah. And uh, bye, Bob. <laughs> bye, Bob. That was in slow motion. Also, for police, he kind of tries not to kill people. But... <laughs> uh, he really doesn't care if other people do. He's not really no. trying... He just, no, don't shoot him. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what, brat? Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? Um Sidebar, no law enforcement agency is going to let this man anywhere near this case. Right? Right? I have to stop Castor Troy. No, you don't. Also, you do not have enough psychological distance. No. And then, like, even when he comes back to his wife and he's like, I got him and this nightmare is over and I can finally be like a normal human again, and I apologize for the six years of trauma I put you, my wife, and my daughter through. Because the thing is, Castor Troy kills kills his son at the start of the movie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The thing that the the most unbelievable... Besides taking someone's face off, even above that, the most thing... The thing that is just the most not believable. Mm -hmm. Who the fuck brings some blonde-haired kid home? And it's just like shrugs at his wife and is like, huh, is this okay? Is this okay? Um, that is not that th- I was laying back because I thought you were going to bring up something else. And I cannot believe it has taken this long to discuss this. What is it? Uh, oh, what is that? What is a weird <laughs> face gesture? There is this thing the entire family does where they like palm someone else's <laughs> face and, and like, like trace their fingers, all four of their fingers from forehead to chin. Yeah. That's how you say I love you in the Archer family. It's the weirdest shit. And I was all over IMDb, Wikipedia. I wanted somebody to explain what like, this shit what was. Is it? Was this some weird Scientology thing that Travolta brought into it? <laughs> like, where did this come from? No one has any answers for me. If you have, like, a director's some commentary insight. version of what for Face Off, tell me what the hell that 
face at first thing. I thought it was like a stroking motion or the or at the beginning he was like playing with his son like kind of like a close your eyes <laughs> no it's just a weird hand face he does it to his wife tell. he does it to his teenage daughter the teenage daughter does it to the random blonde child who comes to live with them at the end of the movie yeah it's yeah that no one had a conversation about there was no conversation about like hi honey I know we've been through all kinds of trauma and you have had sex with some horrible convict and I really should have told you about this before just like fucking off and getting my face switched with somebody else but um i'm just brought this blood-haired boy home who i accidentally at one point called him our old son's name this is definitely going to be healthy for us yeah, this is like when you you know you buy you buy a new puppy after, oh, after your dog dies also travolta's wife i mean the game is the game she ain't saying it the dick game was probably just ridiculous I don't know. I don't know. She probably, Joan Allen didn't know what the hell was coming for her ass. Yeah. It's she's just like, she's like, I live, I lived with them as man and wife. <laughs> In the back of her head, she's like, and that motherfucker knocked the dust off it. Though, though, I have to say, the, the Castor Troy character was like, you know, I've nailed your wife, and you probably slept with my person, who probably wanted it back the other way. Because I don't think he was trying to try anything. Because if he did, he'd get caught. She'd be like, you have, you are much better in bed than my husband. <laughs> Prob- I never believe that you're John the same Allen, person. John Allen being like, John Travolta did not, <laughs> Sean did not eat my pussy like this. You are not Sean. Yeah. Um, and I may have glossed over it like he had the scar removed at the start of the movie. Or did he not? No, he didn't. And then he's, but he was like, but you need, when I go back switcheroo you need to put it back you need to put it back and then at the end of the movie he's like no 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 it's okay i don't need it anymore and i know the symbolism is that he's healed Mm. from the storm you do not heal from your son getting shot (laughs) they have a new they have a new son now (laughs) right we don't need the old one fine we'll just call this one mikey it'll be fine they found a stray it's fine they adopted a stray this movie just there's too much there's just too much movie (laughs) Too, too much too John Boo. Too much movie. Oh. Danny Masterson shows up as, right? as, as the daughter's handsy boyfriend. He gives her a butterfly. John Travolta gives her a butterfly knife after that conversation, which he unfolds in slow motion. Of course. Um, and then she unfolds in slow motion before she stabs him in the leg with it later. I just love for the entire like last sequence of that movie. It's like the mom hugging the daughter as she has a nervous breakdown. Yeah. And the mom just kind of has this, ha- okay, yeah, I get it. Shut up, bitch. Like, <laughs> Oh no, I thought it was very like, I know what you're going through. Oh. <laughs> I did not read that in that scene. I thought it was like, yeah, I get it. Well, we know you're not the best with like emotions. So <laughs> dare you. <laughs> Um, also, I wish my dad asked if I had protection and then gave me a butterfly knife. Like, that's the best talk you can ever have. Uh, not enough, not enough butterfly knives in movies anymore. Yeah, you don't no. see a lot of butterfly knives anymore. Yeah. God. <sighs> Punch kicks. Um, Again, to reiterate. Punch kicks are awarded for something that is just awesome despite itself. If you are just taken aback by the glorious awfulness of the thing put in front of you the higher the score yeah it's gotta be it's gotta be an eight because this this movie is just so bad it's real bad y'all i'm gonna say it it's worse than you remember it you think you have like a remembrance of like of like yeah it's bad but it's fun but what you're remembering is like the peak travolta moments right 
you're remembering like oh, what a predicament like you're remembering <laughs> you're remembering mexican standoff you're remembering all that you're not remembering travolta as a fucking bore for the first so like, boring 30 minutes of the movie and everyone's trying to like congratulate him after they catch him and he's like fuck off like, he's so mean what about and angry? All, what about all the people who die you tell that to this person who died or this person and my kid's yeah. still dead it's like okay your kid's still dead that's why you spent the next six years of your life trying to catch the guy and you're still not fucking happy bro relax you do need to get that stick removed from your ass. Margaret Cho is in this. Margaret Cho is in this. Yeah. That was supposed to be Chow Yun-Fat, apparently. Was it? John Woo wanted to find a spot for him in the movie. Because he hadn't done much by the, in, in you know Hollywood by that point. Yeah. Give him a little bit part. I don't even know if it was scheduling or just the studio wasn't feeling it or whatever. So They were like, okay. Margaret Cho. John sure. Woo's like, some Asian's going in there. Want to take his face off. Off. Uh, um, also the, just as a final note that the face gore, like the, first of all, faces don't fucking work like that. <laughs> Second of all, um, the, when like the goriness, that was actually more gore than I could handle. Really? It was just this, we, I just don't like, Ooh, the idea of you not having skin and being like, doop, doop, doop. yeah, I was <laughs> like, watching that on the bus on the way home. I was like, all right, ugh. let's just tilt this up. So. <laughs> So other people on the bus can't see. Again, faces do not work like that. Faces do not work like that. No. But Nicolas Cage, what do you want? Yeah. That is out there. Yeah. It is floating around there in the ether. Give, give it as much respect as the movie will give you. <laughs> Find it wherever you can. Moving on. Speaking of things that are way worse than you remember. Holy fuck. So... I, we, kudos, kudos to senior correspondent Chris, who did not need to watch these with me, but watched all of Face Off with me, <laughs> and then watched, he could get through two thirds of this next choice pick. Oh, this was a hell of a fucking double feature this weekend. Um, and I hadn't seen this in... Oh, God, ages and ages and ages. And I was like, you know what? I, I really do feel like I need to watch it again. I remember some bits and pieces of it and all the puns. Um, Senior correspondent Chris and I, we, we do the Schwarzenegger puns very often. But nothing really prepared me for how bad Batman and Robin is. Like, I, I don't even have notes up right now. Ugh, like, I didn't even. Why? Why bother? Um, Let's see. When was I? When did this movie come out? Let me just let me just bring it up here. I think it came out in '97 as well. Somewhere around then, I feel like I was in high school or just out of high school. Um, let's see here. It did. 1997 was quite a year. <laughs> quite a year in cinema. There were a lot of benchmarks. Yikes! Cast. Remember we talked about UHF and how all these awesome movies came out in the same summer? Yeah. This is like the inverse relation to that um all right so uh 1997 it's an american superhero film it was part of the what started out as the 1989 tim burton batman film mm -hmm. and then there's batman returns and then there's uh val kilmer in Va batman forever um in which robin was introduced and then came this just hunk of awful like it just so bad um basically you've got mr freeze you've got poison ivy 
Batgirl shows up. I don't even know what to say about this movie. They're uh, who cares about a plot? I mean, yeah, if, you, like, if really? you know about if you know about Batman, it's got Mister Freeze. You can fill out the rest yeah. of the plot. Uh, George Clooney plays Batman in this iteration. Um, Chris O'Donnell is in here. <laughs> O'Donnell. O'Donnell. Um, uh, Silverstone. Can't, can't remember her name. Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone is Batgirl. Um, Alfred is sick. Uh, Uma Thurman is Poison Ivy. Of course, Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger is uh, is Doc, uh, Mr. Freeze. Um, and he gets top billing. He does. Um, the movie is from literally the first instance to the end. The last second of the film. Everything in between it is terrible. Garbage. It's absolute garbage. There's no- garbage. nothing redeeming about this movie. It's boring. It's ridiculous. Um, Caitlin? Yeah. This movie made me hate Batman. Oh, it did, did it? Do you know how hard that is? Mm-hmm. I love Batman. And this movie I made love you Batman. Hate it. I'm watching this and I'm just like, I do not want to be in Batman's world right now. The only line in the entire film that I kind of like is when Batman says to Robin, this is why Superman works alone. Which comes directly after Robin repeats a line from the movie that came before it. Because I always remembered it because I thought it was funny. Right. In Batman Forever. But not Batman Forever. Batman they call for- Batman Forever? Yeah, it was Batman Forever? Forever. Yeah. By the way, Batman Forever apologist. Over really? Here. Kind of. A little bit. Oh, I think, okay. that, mo- I think that movie got a bad rap. It was pretty bad. I didn't mind. I didn't mind Kilmer. Okay. Um, but he says that to Nicole Kidman. She's like, you know, coming onto him or something. He's like, it's the car, right? Chicks dig the car. Yeah. Chris O'Donnell says that within like the first five minutes. I want a car. <laughs> first of all, thanks for making me hate Dick Grayson too. I love Nightwing. I love Dick Grayson. <laughs> I love Nightwing. You made me hate Batman. You made me hate Dick Grayson too. I want a car. Chicks dig the car. You want to know the only character in this movie that is just amazing? Start to finish. I'm just scared of where this could go. Alfred. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Th- thought you were going to say Poison Ivy. Oh, God. Just because you have, you know. And a lady, 1930s la- voice that she puts on oh for God. the entire like, movie. Like, okay. It's obvious what they were trying to do here. Like, yeah. So the, these two were not Tim Burton. They were Joel Schumacher. And... I don't remember if Batman Forever was as campy as this. And obviously you had Jim Carrey as the Riddler. So, I mean. It, it wasn't. But it wasn't this campy, right? It, like, it wasn't um, Robin and Batman having skates on the bottom of their shoes. Oh, my God. And you start off going in, like, because the Burton movies, despite being so stylized, mm-hmm. still had, like, a sort of realism for the world they were existing in. Yeah, Absolutely. By this movie, that's just straight out the fucking window. And you're one, you're sitting there asking yourself, did did Schwarzenegger really go out and find a bunch of dudes who could play hockey <laughs> yet also stick fight <laughs> while getting a giant diamond out of a museum because his suit runs on diamonds, apparently, because science. Because science. <laughs> Very much like last week, just because <laughs> reasons, reasons, and it's like by the time they pull out the bat skates, you're like, oh, 
you're just trying to do Adam West Batman. I was just about to say, it's like Adam West on crack. But the problem is, there's a way you could have done... I believe you can do campy Batman yeah. in this era. Mm-hmm. I believe you can do that. It still exists. There's a... The, 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 Jeff Parker did a Batman 66 comic that was like still taking those tropes and that design, but mm-hmm. like trying to be a little more contemporary with the you know storytelling. But so I believe you could have done it, but you're still keeping the remnants of like the Burton verse, like set design. Mm-hmm. Like this Gotham still looks like the weird art deco Gotham of but, the Burton movies. And the camp does not work with that. No, even it's not. They've tried to do this thing. You know what this movie? It's too bright. Mm. literally and figuratively it's too it's a lot of neon and like glowing shit and like and like yeah so thurman is just like she's going for like 30s femme fatale but just okay like you gotta tone it down a little and i mean there's only so often you can just hammer on it but kate yeah cold (laughs) ice think of all the puns i can (laughs) I, the only time I don't know if I've ever yelled at anything that you've given me before. It was definitely a moment where I was just like, "These buttons, they don't even make sense." By the end, they they'd really run out. They'd it's, like, by the end of it, he's just like, "Isn't it cold in here?" Don't you feel a draft? Yeah, motherfucker, because you're Mister Freeze. It's cold everywhere you go. Like, I'd hate for there to be an ice storm. What? Shut the fuck up! Uh, it's just so, and like it's literally all he talks in is like, and like we know how we've all seen the Batman animated series like episodes. We know how good of a character <gasps> Mister Freeze can be. That's what I'm. I always going on about this. We know how awesome a character that can be. So just for for this monstrosity to get paraded out and apparently they like never even shot together like they were like never even on set the same days like i like i can totally believe that just a mess and i mean from the first five minutes when it's like they're putting on the suits and yet let's we all know about bat nipples in this version mm-hmm. let, let's not forget the giant bat dicks the cod pieces you gotta have a cod piece the close-ups of the of the ass a lot of ass in there too and just there was definitely a moment where it was like Batman is so dumb in this movie. Like, oh my god! It's definitely a moment where I was just like, hey, the "World's greatest detective couldn't fucking figure that out." Like, you think you think Alfred might be sick? Alfred was the best character in this movie. He said he had the best lines, gave the best performance. This movie is just is just so bad. And like, everyone's just a jerk. Everyone is a jerk in this movie. Like Bruce and Dick are jerks to each other. Yeah, throughout the movie. Because, I don't know, we have to learn a lesson about trust and family, apparently. Alicia Silverstone, remember her? It was like the second and last appearance in a blockbuster for that girl. I think so, yeah. Shows up. This Really? This, in like, you know, 30 years of Cape Crusader filmed entertainment, this is, this is the only live-action Batgirl we've ever gotten? Yeah. This is the only, well, her name was, was her name? What the hell was her name? Even? It wasn't it was, Barbara Gordon. It, it but. was Barbara Smith or Barbara something. Barbara Johnson. Um, and she just shows up and decides, cool, I'm going to start stealing motorcycles and street racing. and Yeah, because that's why she got kicked out of her prep school. Aren't you paying attention, Jordan? No, I was cleaning the house while it played <laughs> in my Bluetooth headphones. Uh, I kept up cold. 
You know what killed the dinosaurs? The, the Ice, Ice Age. Age. <laughs> the uh, pneumotherma comes in and it's like, check me out, boys. <laughs> how about a, how about a little of this? <sighs> That's her blowing her pheromone blowing her pherom- dust. Pheromones. Bane fucking looks like he's wearing an inflatable sumo suit for the entire length of the movie. Because we had to get Bane in there because this was you know, probably around the summer where like, you know, Nightfall was happening in the comics and Bane was the hottest shit going because he broke Batman's back. Right. So they had to like wedge him in there. Get him in there. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't do anything. Um, as senior correspondent Chris put, this is the most atrocious depiction of Bane. <laughs> Bane again in the hands of like Gail Simone in you know Secret Six or whatever I can't remember what other book he was in but like he can be a great character too. I just stop making now, him now he just growls and and stop when you're depicting him not make him Latin American because <laughs> he is definitely that he is yeah I just don't I know what they were trying to do but it's just such a failure on every level. Every level. This is why we didn't get a Batman movie again for like, you know, 10 years, however long it was. Yeah, basically. That's why we had to go, why we had to go soup, soup serious after that. Yeah, apparently, I think I read some Wikipedia trivia bit that was like, I don't know who was saying it, Chris O'Donnell maybe was saying like Schumacher, or maybe it was the guy, I think it was the guy who played the, uh, the scientist who made Bane. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, Schumacher would like start the day of filming by screaming out like you know remember everybody you're in a cartoon like <laughs> great like that was that was the take here so I mean okay you had a artistic vision you had an aesthetic but yo but you know what Jordan mm. you know what there was a lack of <laughs> what's that fucking doves <laughs> I need doves more doves in more, slow motion more slow mo <laughs> they spent a lot of money on fake I fake freezing props which they all look terrible they just look like plastic yeah um and and you know the fun fact about this friends this is actually this item actually breaks a rule i saw this movie in the theaters no you did in not. 1997 caitlin yeah i was hyped for this movie i was fucking hyphy for this movie no you were not i was i was so about this era of batman movies right i'm pretty sure i had ads that like were printed in like feature magazine you know whatever magazine they yeah. gave you at the movie theater i'm pretty out? sure i cut them out and like hung them up in like oh a collage God. i had in my, my the hangout corner in my parents basement like i was hyped for this movie oh imagine my 97 my like 19 year old disgust <laughs> 19 year old comic nerd disgust at fucking bat skates at fucking nipples at fucking the bat credit card oh god don't forget about the bat credit card yeah so i when i watched this i i knew it was bad and i knew i know it's famous good i know it's famously bad and i watched it and i didn't realize it was quite this bad but i am still really excited that i gave it to you oh and but like everything had erased from my mind Right. That's yeah. why I said, go ahead, give it to me, because I remembered zero. And a lot of it came flooding back, like my disgust at <laughs> hockey playing Batman. Um, that was the moment. It was the bat skates and that whole scene where I was, I just like laughed, like I cackled. And I was like, I'm so glad I gave this to Jordan. 
It was bat skates. It's when they, it's when Ivy and Bane, Bane's walking around in a trench coat and a fedora, but still has the mask on. Yeah. It doesn't really make any sense. Sweet disguise, y'all. Like, at least when she goes into Pamela Isley mode, she looks different. She puts yeah. a wig on. It's like, no, you have this... He looks like the... He looks like a luchador. He looks like a lucha libre. He's like a six-foot-tall... Lucha tall, libre. He's like a 400-pound, seven-foot-tall lucha libre. Yeah. Trench coat fedora. That's the best disguise you can have in That'll this work. universe. It's worked for eight-year-old boys getting into our rated movies for 50 years. It'll, hey, work for, it'll work for Bane. Glasses or no glasses, right? Best of size in this universe. In the DC universe, all you need is one object, and you're good to go. So two objects, fuck, no one would have recognized them. The world's greatest detective won't <laughs> tell you that much. Oh, God. <sighs> so, punch kicks. Four. Four? It made me hate Batman, Kate. Four. It made me hate Batman. Four. Fine, five. Ugh. But this movie was terrible. But not delightfully terrible. Oh. There was no glee in my watching of this movie. Oh. Okay, fine. Six for when I yelled at how bad the puns were. <laughs> the movie made me yell at how terrible the puns were and didn't even make sense anymore. God. God. <laughs> Yeah. Is your soul only slightly corroded? You could say my soul's frozen Ugh. because it's cold. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know where this movie is for you to watch. I don't care if you ever watch this movie. I do. Lo- I think you should. Love yourself. Don't watch this movie. I think you should, and I think you should definitely... Uh, Twitter at GeekdownPod and tell Jordan that he's wrong. Like there's such, there's a generation of people out there who probably don't even know this movie exists. No, there they kids, have no clue. There are kids out there who don't even know this movie existed. If you don't know this movie existed, well, sure, check it out. Yeah. Just to share my pain and horror. And then you should definitely tell Jordan he's wrong and that this <laughs> is definitely like a nine <laughs> for punch kicks. Oh my God. Just everybody's a jerk. Everybody's bad at what they do. Very, very much so. It's not dark you're just, enough. You're just, you're just mad that Ivy wanted to kiss me. He's fucking Batman. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. You're supposed to be better than this, Dick oh, Grayson. and that poor woman he's stringing along. Al McPherson did not have a good time in this movie. Just let her go. Also, relics of you know the nineties. I'm pretty sure Victor Freeze's wife was played by a model named Vendela. I'm trying to remember this. She was like a Swiss model for like like a Sports Illustrated model from that era. Oh, I look that up. Nineties stuff. Nineties stuff. Nineties stuff. Oh, well. That was that was listen, November Crapathon. November Crapathon was going to end with a whimper because it's November Crapathon, and it's like November. <sighs> It is like November, like the month, <laughs> the crapathon ends with a whimper, not a bang. Programming note for next week, y'all. If you made it this far, Jordan is working all weekend. Jordan will not be here next week. No. You may get an episode. Yes. That is entirely up to Caitlin McKinnon. Caitlin McKinnon, also very busy. Caitlin McKinnon does not want to take on the effort to put out an episode. You may not get one. Might not. Apologies in advance. But I mean, we've got a few months of just giving you solid straight, 
straight weeks content. Yeah, so we've been pretty good. Yeah, maybe we'll take a week. We can yeah. take Thanksgiving off. No, everybody's got to take got to take some time, right? And December starting, and nobody's listening in December anyway. And you'll get your December episodes. You'll get your top three of the year. You'll get your Christmas episode. You'll get all those. Oh, which are always delightful because I always argue with Jordan about what is Christmas spirit because he has no idea. Don't know what I did to deserve that, listeners. Um, Muppets of Christmas Carol? Does that ring any bells? I just remember thinking it was lame. I don't uh, <laughs> it is delightful. It is delightful. I don't know about delightful. It's delightful, folks. And this is what you have to look forward to for this year. So maybe you'll get an episode next week. Maybe you won't. If you want to yell at us or encourage us to get an episode. Because frankly, I mean... I'll say it. I've been feeling a lot of love from the people lately, Kate. <gasps> I always feel love from the people. You feel love from the people? Yeah. Well, that's one of us. I'm not. I'm kind of feeling like I'm spitting it out into the universe again. and Week in, week out. Never get nothing back from you. It's not why I do it, but I mean, it'd be nice. I just think you're... It's just November blues. <laughs> it's because we made each other watch crap and we haven't seen the sun for four weeks. <laughs> The winter sads. But I mean, if you if you want to prove me wrong, I'm like that dude in that meme sitting at the table. <laughs> Geek Down has no love from the people. Prove me wrong. Change my mind. You get us on any of the socials, which we didn't mention at the top. So I mean, if you're still here, you probably know it already. But I mean, throw at Geek Down Pod into pretty much any social and you'll find us. We'll be there. Hanging. Hanging. Chilling. As well, if you would like to really prove to me that the love is there, you can do that financially. That's the best kind of love. We'll take sugar daddies and mommies. Hell yeah, we will. You can do that via our Patreon campaign, patreon.com slash geekdownpod. Or if that's too much commitment, we get that. Totally get that. We're millennials. <laughs> you can just chip in a couple bucks to this endeavor over at ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. Buy us a coffee. Or a coffee. Or a coffee. Coffee. Three bucks. Yeah, that's it. Once every week, once a month, once every three months, once and never again. Totally up to you we put the power in your hands we do we trust you that much listeners friends thank you for enduring november crapathon we hope you enjoyed it as much as kate and i did because we really enjoyed it oh yeah i got so many things to yell at jordan now <laughs> i look forward to that and i look forward to the next episode of the geek down pod which i hope you will join us for friends my name is jordan ferguson my name is caitlin mckinnon the theme song is by rob gasser and we will have you listen to us next week so <laughs> Bye. The show's called Geek Down for a reason. They knew they, you knew what you were. You here. knew what you, <laughs> you were getting into what you were when getting. you clicked that button, motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't come at us with stuff is boring. <laughs> Your shit's boring too. We're all boring. <laughs>